Pauline, give me some of your tots. I ate his liver with some fava beans. Nice candy. Combo, pan fry, deep fry, stir fry. Yummy! Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Cooking Show. I am your host, Bob. And let me tell you what, where I live down here in the boonies in southwestern Pennsylvania, uh, spring is coming in in fits and starts. And this week is a fit. It is cold. It is brisk. It is rainy, borderline snow. And, uh, you know, when, when it's like that, you got to warm yourself up and you can do this in different ways. You can warm your body, warm your body with some short ribs or a pot roast or chili, something like that. Or you can warm your mind. You can convince yourself that sunny days are ahead by making something sunny and summery, something that tastes like the beach, tastes like a resort. Blue skies, blue waves, blue sa- I, <laughs> I was gonna say blue sand, just blue everywhere, you know. Uh, and that's that's the the route that I took this week. And listen, there's a low key special thing in this recipe that has quickly become my new favorite thing. Like I I I'm going to use this in lots of different types of cuisine, not just this particular dish, because it was. Man, I was I was so impressed with how this tasted. And we're talking about the sauce that come and we'll cover later. But what we are making this week are coconut shrimp tacos uh, with a salsa of pineapple and mango, and uh, has a, this coconut cream sauce with cilantro and garlic and ginger, lime juice. And holy cow, it punches way above its weight class. It, it's the simplest thing in the world. There's like one, two, three, four, five. There's six ingredients, okay? And you don't even have... I mean, I use the, the food processor to get it to a nice texture, kind of smooth it, smoothen it out a little bit. You don't have to do that. You can just mix it up with a spoon. But holy cow, it tastes so good. It's, it's so fresh and delicious. A little tangy, little salty, little creamy. It's wonderful. I'm going to want to use that on gyros and fresh cucumbers. And I, I don't even know. I just want to put it on everything right now. It, it was amazing. But anyway, we're making these these coconut shrimp tacos. And I guess we should do some housekeeping right up front uh, for the plain text recipe of all the components here. Check out the show notes. We'll have... You know all the, all the 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 parts of the taco filling and the sauce and all that all the you know, the the distinct measurements because whenever I talk about what goes in I'm gonna be like yeah one whole pineapple and you know all this other stuff you know I mean you're gonna need um, you know teaspoons and tablespoons and all that kind of stuff that is in text in the show notes also the imager album link to see a photographic step by step of all the things that go into this so that you can see. You know what this should look like at a particular step in, in preparing this also i got a couple uh shots in there that you'll want to look at for you know if you need a guide on how finely to chop certain things you know when you're doing your preparation of, of your fresh ingredients sometimes it's like well how big does this really need to be and you can cut something 
what you believe to be relatively fine. And then when you actually put it together, you realize this is way too big. <laughs> you know what I mean? And with tacos in particular, it's preferential. It's preferred that you take a bite and you're going to get all the components, all the flavors and textures and uh, colors, even though you, you, you can kind of taste colors, right? I mean, sort of, if you think about it, be like, that makes sense in a weird way if I don't think about it too much. But you want to get uh, that full blend, the full impact of all these ingredients in as many bites as possible. So if you cube up your pineapple into like one inch cubes, it might seem reasonable at four o'clock, but when 530 rolls around, you're like, man, should have made those a little smaller because now this is like every couple of bites is like having a pineapple taco. You know what I mean? So anyway, take a look at those pictures. Uh, some things are cut up real small. Uh, but aside from that, yeah, whatever. All right. In terms of like how long this recipe takes, I mean, I kind of implied that it takes an hour and a half <laughs> to make that in that last little, little diatribe. But uh, this, you know, the actual cook time, like the the time in which you are actively applying heat to ingredients is like 15 minutes. You know, it's not very long. And the prep time, you know, might be half hour, 45 minutes, somewhere in there. It's mainly about just getting everything done so that you get everything done in a certain order so that when it comes time to assemble, you can just assemble. Like you kind of want everything done ahead of time so that you're not madly chopping things with three minutes left on the on the oven timer or something like that. So the more organized you can be and kind of pace everything out so that all the things that can be done ahead of time are done, the better your end result will be. That may add, you know, 15, 20 minutes total to your prep time, but it's definitely worth it. Um, that said, this is not uh, a really a, a super time intensive recipe and you can definitely, you can cut some corners. You know what I mean? Um, most of the prep time is just cutting raw fruits and vegetables and getting them ready so that you can mix them together and, and stack them on something later. You could substitute canned pineapple for fresh pineapple, right? You could use garlic powder or onion powder instead of fresh onion and fresh garlic. Uh, you know, you could use you could use uh, lime juice and a little plastic lime, I guess. But realistically, well, I mean, look, you're going to have trade-offs. If you save your if you, all those things will save you a little bit of time, but if you if you do all of them, you may save yourself 20 to 30 minutes of prep time, but there is a tangible and direct sort of correlation or relationship between skipping that prep time and using pre-prepared ingredients versus using fresh, like the quality drop-off will be fairly significant. Like it would be at least commensurate to the amount of time that you save. So if at all possible, use the fresh ingredients because they're so much better. Like it's so good. It really is. And so if we're talking about an economy of time there, then... We can also say as an economy of economics, this was a fairly inexpensive meal to put together, you know, for three or four people. I think all told, I spent about 60 bucks at the grocery store getting all these individual components together. However, I didn't use everything that I bought. Like I, I, I got 
doubles of a couple things, you know, like the oranges and the the onions. I was just like, who buys one onion? <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, what kind of weirdo comes in here, buys one orange, one onion? You know, it's like, I'm going to get two onions. So I'll use onions later in the week or whatever. But really, nothing in particular is uh, is that expensive. So this is a great example of taking a little bit of time making a just a knock your socks off out of this world flavorful meal that is comparable or exceeds you know many restaurant meals of similar similar construction and uh you know the cost is uh, certainly well below what you would pay for the professionals to make this for you all right so let's get into the actual recipe here. Let's go down. We're going to start off by sort of lift, listing off all of the uh, ingredients, like the top level ingredients, and then we'll get into individual components. Because what we're going to do, we're going to make sort of a slaw to serve as the foundation of the taco. We're going to make the shrimp themselves. We're going to make the salsa, and then we're going to make the sauce. Okay. So there's like three main components, and then they all, they all come together at the end. All right. So for the, the rundown of ingredients, you're going to have cilantro, you're going to have full fat coconut milk, you're going to have uh, shrimp, obviously. And you know what, when we talk about shrimp, they're going to be raw shrimp. I think um, the size, like how we're like 16 to 20, so it's 16 to 20 shrimp per pound. Um, so they're, they're, they're fairly large, but they're not massive. Like you have to think you have, you have like a two dimensional constrained area to work with, which is the size of your tortilla that two dimensionally, that's how much space you have. You can't exceed that when you put all these ingredients together, but then you also have to consider how that comes into three dimensions. When you fold the size up, when you, ugh, when you fold the sides up to pick it up as a taco, right? So you want shrimp big enough that they are substantive and they provide enough protein in the taco itself, but you don't want to get these like eight inch long prawns where, you know, you stick one on each taco and, and half of it, you know, overflows the tortilla on either end. So you want a reasonable size shrimp. Okay. Uh, let's see. We have some dried, uh, shredded coconut, chili powder, salt and pepper, onion, avocado, fresh garlic, fresh ginger, jalapenos, lime, orange, oranges, orange, mango, pineapple, and oh, cabbage. <laughs> so weird. It's like cabbage. Yes, cabbage. These are German tacos. But those are your main ingredients. And uh, like I said, if at all possible, use the fresh version of all those things because it's not it's not just flavor. It's also texture. It's also, um, you know, color in some regards, uh, density, uh, the relative wetness, you know, canned pineapple is very watery compared to fresh pineapple, but yeah, fresh is best. All right. First thing we're going to do, let's let us perhaps make the salsa first. Okay. So we prep our pineapple and our mango, you know, peel it or cut the, the, the rind or the husk or whatever, the outside of the fruit off of it. And, uh, and you want to dice that up into relatively small, you know, you don't want to exceed, let's say a half inch, uh, cube quarter inch would be even better. You know, dice those up, get those into a bowl to that. We can add a very finely diced half onion. 
Okay. And that's, this is a picture in the Imager album of how finely uh, I dice the onion because you want that to sort of melt away and, and integrate with this salsa. You don't want like big giant pieces of onion. And this is a primary example of using fresh onion as opposed to onion powder or even like dehydrated. I don't know. Some, some onion you don't have to cut up, whatever is you know, your onion powder is predominantly like a savory umami kind of flavor. Whereas a fresh onion, it obviously has onion flavor because it literally is just onion, but it has a watery freshness to it that lends itself much better to the two components uh, of this dish that the onion will go into. So you finely dice half of an onion, add half of that to your salsa. The other half, which would end up being a quarter. I know we're doing advanced math here. You have one whole onion, you cut it in half. One of those halves, you you dice it up very finely. You put half of it, which is a half of a half into the salsa. And then the remaining half of a half, which is a quarter, will be used um, to season our shrimp. But anyway, get that um, onion in there and uh, you dice up, very, again, very finely dice, you know, a one inch cube of ginger, apply half of that to the salsa and uh you know two or three cloves of garlic and apply all of that to the salsa we'll we'll chop up some more garlic later when we add it to other things okay all right you're gonna want um you know about you know a quarter to a half cup of chopped fresh cilantro that you can add to that salsa and the juice of half of an orange. Now I got, this is the first time I've ever bought these, these sumo oranges. They're like kind of wonky looking. They've got a wrinkly rind on them. And I wasn't sure like what the value proposition of this particular iteration of fruit is, but a delightful discovery. They appear to be seedless and they are very, very sweet. So that was a, that was a wonderful choice for this. Um, the juice of half of an orange into the salsa. The, that's kind of pulled together. You got pineapple is very sweet, but also very acidic. So it has it has a tartness to it that a lot of times you would toss this with with lime juice. And I feel like that might be a little bit too much on the acidic end of the spectrum. So adding the orange made it uh, very mellow and delicious. It was very nice. Okay. You can also salt that, you know, a pinch of salt. Uh, a generous pinch. Make sure you get that in there. And then set that aside in a mixing bowl or whatever. There's one ingredient that we need to add to that, but it needs to be prepared first. And that's the, the jalapenos, which preheat your oven 425 degrees. And while that's going on, put your jalapenos directly on the rack in there. Now, uh, let us prepare our uh, sauce, okay? The sauce is roughly a cup, you know, a half between a half and one cup of fresh chopped cilantro. Um, a cup feels like too much. Uh, a half cup feels like too little. So let's go with three quarters of a cup of chopped fresh cilantro and a half cup of coconut cream. Now, very important. So I used a can of coconut, you know, full fat coconut uh, milk or cream or whatever. That is going to have most of the, the coconut solids and the, the coconut fat and stuff like that accumulated at the top, like a, like a fat cap, you know, very thick. So open your, if you're using a can, open that up and with a spoon, just remove the thick, creamy, delicious part of the top and leave the, the thinner coconut water in the bottom of the can. Uh, you can, you can drink it. You can 
save it for later. You can pour it down the sink. I don't care what you do with that, but we don't want the coconut water. We just want the frothy white, creamy coconut cream off the top. And one can should yield at least a half cup of that coconut cream. So get that in there, get that into a mixing bowl or whatever with your cilantro, uh, two cloves of garlic, chop those up real fine, throw those in, uh, the remainder of your ginger. Okay. So you used, uh, like one square or one, one inch cube of ginger. You put half of it into the uh, salsa. The other half can go into the sauce here. Uh, juice one lime, like one, one whole lime and really get as much of that juice out of there as possible into this creamy sauce and salt, you know, a, again, a generous pinch, get that in. Now you could totally just mix this up with a spoon. Uh, you could use a whisk. I don't know with those, uh, cilantro leaves in there, even if you did chop them up fairly finely, a whisk might be a little messy. Uh, what I did is I then transferred that into a food processor and blended it to make it nice and smooth and then back into, you know, a bowl and set aside for later. Okay. Now this sauce, let me tell you what, holy moly, this sauce is incredible. Um, it's, it's, it's not overly coconutty. Okay. It tastes, you know, limey, salty, has that freshness from the cilantro the garlic and the, the, the ginger really kind of shine through and the coconut flavor is severely muted to the point where it was like, oh yeah, like later on I tasted it. It was like, man, this sauce is so good. So like, wait, that's coconut cream. I can't, I, for, I totally forgot. There's no actual dairy in this dish at all. Um, but that, that sauce would be wonderful. Uh, like I said, on gyros or, um, you know, lamb just like a, as a, uh, the creamy sauce on lamb, holy cow, grilled lamb, especially. I don't know, man, I'm going to be using that sauce a lot, I think. All right. So now you, now that you have that sauce made, we're going to use a little bit of it. Okay. Using, uh, or taking your, your cabbage, you really only need about a half, a quarter to a half of a head of cabbage. And what you want to do is you want to slice this extremely fine, as finely as you can. You can look at my picture on the Imager album and see how fine, but you want this to be like just little threads of cabbage. Okay. Again, if you wanted to save time, you could buy a bag of shredded cabbage, like a coleslaw mix or something like that. It would probably be a coarser texture than what you can do with a little bit of patience and a sharp knife. Okay. But anyway, slice that up real nice and thin, get that into a bowl and then mm. one to two tablespoons of that creamy coconut sauce that you made, uh, dollop that in there and just with your hands, toss that so that it kind of coats the, uh, individual threads of cabbage. So th this is essentially a very quick and dirty, fresh tasting slaw you know, because it has like a creamy sauce, uh, with a little bit of acid and salt and uh, very finely sliced cabbage. Okay. Set that aside. That's going to be the, the foundation of our, of our tacos here. Now on to the shrimp. Now, remember at this point, you still have those jalapeno peppers in the oven at 425 degrees. They, let's say if we're, if we're 15 to 20 minutes into this, um, they probably aren't really charring that much. 
you know, it's not like they're under the broiler. They're probably just turning like olive drab green as opposed to bright, vibrant, verdant green. Um, so that's good. They're, they're cooking and then we will char the outsides, uh, shortly. Okay. But let's prep our shrimp. First thing we want to do is you want to run through those guys and, um, remove all the shells. Uh, a lot of times you can get your fresh, you know, uncooked shrimp and they've been deveined, which also splits the, the carapace down the back, which makes them very easy to remove. So do that and accumulate your peeled and cleaned shrimp in a bowl. Okay. And to your shrimp, give it a little drizzle of olive oil, basically just to make them sticky. I mean, they're going to be wet as it is, but a little olive oil will help out um, for making all these ingredients adhere to it. Okay. And, uh, you're going to put in your, your chili powder. I think you, you, did we reserve half of our garlic? If not, finely dice three or four cloves of garlic and throw that in there. Okay. We did reserve half of our half onion, which would, I believe we did, we did the math on it. It is a quarter of an onion, uh, diced finely. And I am being facetious now. I mean, it sounds like I'm serious, but I'm much better at math than what I've let on. So a quarter of your finely diced onion, throw that in with your shrimp. Okay. Uh, what else do we need? Salt and pepper and a generous, you know, like a tablespoon, two tablespoons of the dry shredded coconut. Get that in there, toss it with your hands. It will It will distribute very nicely. Like I was afraid I'd just dumping all the stuff in here that I'd have like two shrimp that were just chock full of flavor and then 18 shrimp <laughs> that didn't get invited to the party. But no, all this stuff will mix up real nice. The olive oil helps, the the inherent wetness of the shrimp helps, but it will it will adhere and distribute very nicely across your shrimp. And then what I did, and you can do this, you could you could put a piece of parchment paper down on a baking sheet. What I did was uh, a cooling rack on a baking sheet and then very uh, neatly arranged my raw seasoned shrimp on that rack. And then we can set that aside for just a couple of minutes. Okay. We'll let those flavors really penetrate into the shrimp during this point. It gives you a chance to wash your hands, wipe down the countertop, clean up a little bit and turn the oven to broil. Okay. Five minutes, five, 10 minutes. We're going to char up the outside of those jalapeno peppers, and then we're going to turn the oven temperature back down to 425 degrees. You will have overshot that. Like it will be hotter than 425 degrees when we put the shrimp in there, but it'll be okay. It's not a big deal. Okay. So, uh, once your, your jalapeno peppers are nicely charred, remove those, put them on a cutting board, let them sit there. They're going to be super duper hot. We will address those in, you know, in fits and starts, just the way our summer weather is moving in. Okay. So once those peppers are out of the oven, the oven is set back to 425 degrees, put your shrimp in the oven and set the time on that to 12 minutes. Chances are we are going to overshoot that 12 minutes by a little bit, but that is a okay because 12 minutes is plenty of time for us to get everything else together here. Remove the stems from your 
jalapeno peppers and slit them open gently. This will allow a lot of steam and heat to escape and it'll make them uh, handleable. Is that a word? Handleable, able to be handled um, much quicker, you know, within a minute or two. With your knife, kind of scrape the pith and the seeds out of there and then just roughly coarsely chop those um, uh, those charred jalapenos into you know reasonable size pieces and add them to your salsa bowl. Okay. Now in a big pan, like a saute pan, that's what I used. Um, put a little bit of neutral oil in this pan. I used avocado oil. I mean, yeah, you could use corn, corn oil or vegetable oil or something. Use avocado oil if possible. It's very healthy. It's very uh, wonderful. <laughs> Don't use seed oils. We're all going to die from seed oils. All right. So get your avocado oil. Um, you're, you're looking at two tablespoons spread across a fairly large surface here. We just need like a, a an oil barrier and crank the heat up on that. I mean, uh, I want to say, I want to say high, but realistically it's like between medium high and high, get that nice and hot. And then I was able to throw down four corn tortillas at a time in my saute pan and then flip them after a minute or two, just to get a nice little scorchy char mark on them. And then lay those out. I did it on a, on a cutting board, lay them out, stack them up two by two. Why? I don't know. Every time I buy tacos at a legitimate place, it's they give you two tortillas wrapped around your thing. So that's the right way to do it. I, I, I don't know. And just But that way you can work in shifts. Every four that you throw in the pan creates two taco foundations for you. Okay? So get those scorched up and, and laid out and ready to go. At this point, your timer should be about going off on the oven. 12 minutes is up. Just turn the heat off. Leave those shrimp in the oven until you're ready for them. The oven will retain a lot of heat. It'll be hot there for a while, but the the temperature curve will be bending downwards. So you get all your, your tortillas charred and singed up there and laid out. What you want to do, the way we're building this up, sort of the, the order of operations, is your slaw goes down first your uh whatchamacallit your salsa goes on top of that and um then your shrimp will come out of the oven and you can put the shrimp on top of those things and then uh oh you know what i i, I did cube up some some avocado i mix that with some lime juice and salt and that went on with the slaw so we had i'm sorry with the salsa so we had slaw salsa avocado shrimp goes on and then you hit it with that coconut cream sauce and then some fresh cilantro and some lime wedges and holy moly is that delicious or is that delicious hint spoiler alert it's delicious it's wonderful knock your socks off fantastic tastes like summer tastes like vacation it tastes like uh, an all-inclusive resort <laughs> i don't know i've never been to one of those anyway um so that's it uh you're looking at look you could do your prep total in 30 minutes and then cook for 15 minutes you could recruit some other hands you know small hands can cut onions and garlic and ginger and pineapple and and mango 
Did I even address the mango? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, we talked about that. So the it's pineapple and mango, yeah, so in, in, in the salsa. Okay, well, thought I lost my mind for a minute. I was like, man, I knew. Oh, can we just take a minute and acknowledge the fact that we live on a planet where pineapples and mangoes and avocados and bananas exist? Like, pineapples are the most incredible flavor. Like, they are so good. And mangoes, oh my God, mangoes are delicious. Avocados, avocados are like, it, it, it's like butter that grows on trees. I don't understand it. It's, it. There are so many incredible foods available to us. And I bought them at a grocery store in Waynesburg, Pennsylvania. It's just amazing. Like from all over the world, the most delicious and vibrant flavors and uh, that that's the main that's the main thrust of like a, a of a dish like this is that you could have this incredible eruption of flavor and texture and color and, and, and aroma and everything else. And a lot of times, you know, when you eat fresh foods, like when you're using fresh ingredients, you can acknowledge like, wow, this is really delicious. This is really good and tasty while also holding in the back of your head, yeah, but they ain't Doritos, you know what I mean? I mean, this is good, but it's not Doritos good. This was well beyond the flavor. And I'm just, I'm not saying that Doritos are the are haute cuisine or anything like that. What I'm saying is that Doritos are scientifically engineered to be the pinnacle of deliciousness and texture. Like they are, they are engineered to make you think that is the best thing that you've ever had in your mouth. This is just an artistic and skillful accumulation of mostly fresh, raw ingredients. I mean, totally, there is enough acid in this dish that you could totally do this as ceviche and cook nothing but the tortillas, you know? But I mean, this is just plants and sea bugs and, and, and flat corn and it is so good. It's just magical. It's magical with this reality that we live in. I can't believe it. I can't believe that we live in a place where pineapples exist. And as an adult, I can just buy a pineapple and cut it up and, and eat an entire pineapple for no reason whatsoever. It's cool. It's a cool thing. <laughs> how about that for how about that for a podcast uh, outro, huh? All right, so that's it. Uh, coconut, shrimp, tacos, holy moly, it's really good. And uh, save that sauce recipe because you're going to want to put it on other things. Oh, French fries. Dip it, oh, making like garlic truffle French fries and dipping them into that sauce. I don't know. That's the most obnoxious, pretentious thing you've ever heard in your life. And, oh, garlic garlic truffle palm frites with your coconut creams. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Parmesan cheese. Ah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys next week.